Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the All For One podcast. As you can see, we are not in the studio today. We're on the road slightly, um, but you know, that's the great thing about a podcast. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can still connect with a whole community of people who are affected by type 1 diabetes all around the all around the world. You know, when I started this podcast a year ago, I started it as a bit of a talking therapy for myself, but it's grown into so much more than that. You know, I have mums and dads getting in touch with me, telling um, me how much this podcast has helped them understand their child's condition. And, you know, what it's done has brought me a bit closer to my condition and, and you know, how I deal with diabetes. Um, what it's done is really opened sort of the the whole world up to me. You know, I, I see things through the lens of someone with type 1 diabetes now because I'm so connected to this condition. And something that is a newfound interest of mine is diabetes tech. I am absolutely um, obsessed with the latest advances in how we can use technology to manage our condition. And we, I think we all know that artificial pancreases are just around the corner. Um, a lot of us are using flash sensors now and CGMs and things like that. The world of diabetes now, type 1 diabetes management, is a completely different story to how it was just a few years ago. And today's guest is part of that new wave of how tech and diabetes are meshing together and creating a very helpful, manageable world for us all who suffer with the condition. It's Cindy Williams from Quintex. Cindy, great to have you on the podcast. Um, so I've seen Quinn for a few years now all over my social media feed. And I'm sure people will know a lot about Quinn already. But if they don't know, um, give us a brief introduction about the company and the mission. Yeah, okay. So um, Quinn, so the, the mission of Quinn um, is to um, make life easier for people with uh, diabetes using technology. So really bringing together kind of all the aspects of science and engineering and design to help people who take insulin um, make the best possible decisions. And the Quinn app itself is an app that gives insulin dosing and guidance, very personalized, individualized insulin dosing guidance. And we're going beyond the kind of traditional insulin sugar models of um, treatment for diabetes and looking at really a more holistic accounting of all of the behavioral and physiological factors that are at play in managing diabetes. And so what we do is take data off of existing diabetes devices, off of sensors, off the phone, and uh, we use that data to model and train algorithms that help people who use our app um, make decisions, um, decide what to do based upon what they've done in the past, as opposed to just on the typical carb ratios and insulin sensitivity ratios, but really looking at the last time you had a latte when you slept two hours last night and have been um, did a hard workout last night and had this much insulin on board and so forth. The last time that you did that, what, what, how much insulin did you take and how did it turn out? So this might be a good basis or starting point for making the decision. Because I think that is one of the things that maybe I struggle with the most. It's, it's the human error. It's the not accounting for the two hours that you overslept and the fact that there is caffeine in the latte which will raise your cortisol levels and all that sort of stuff yeah. mm -hmm. it's it's the sort of um it's the the sort of background music 
to your life that has such a major effect on you know yeah. how much that insulin is going to affect you so how do you do yeah. that how do you yeah. make your code understand the user so deeply yeah yeah i mean the reality is it's like it's impossible for any human brain to really know record all these different factors i mean we, we actually don't understand if you think diabetes is a um a condition of the endocrine system. We actually don't understand what the endocrine system does when you don't have diabetes. It's our human metabolism. And then if you do, it's not fully understood all the different things which could break to result in diabetes. So you know, we have the idea of the, the body doesn't create enough insulin. Um, that's obviously gets diagnosed as type one and the body doesn't use insulin very well. That gets diagnosed as type two, but there's so many other hormones and tissues and organs that are involved in regulating blood glucose. And that's none of that's known. And so you kind of think, well, where do you start? And where we start is just looking at what can we measure? What physiological signals are available to us? So, and of course there isn't a lot of science that correlates something like um, at, even activity, which is something that has such a massive impact on blood glucose, um, there, there, there's, there, there isn't really enough science to say definitively what it means. So what we really do is just say, well, what can we measure? And, you know, we, we're living in a world where, you know, sensors are going deeper and deeper into the biochemistry of the body. There's all kinds of ways to figure out what someone is doing. And then basically what we, we, we say, we don't really need the science to, to, we can actually just see that, observe that happening and say, okay, you're what we would call like your bio state is like this. And we can say in the past when it was like this, this is what happened when you had a latte. And so it's really quite basic and crude what we do. We just take as whatever we can measure as much as we can. And we just use it to quantify you in this situation and then look at past quantifications of you and say, you know, here you go. This probably is a good starting point for making a decision. Well, I mean, coming from someone who is very much, you know, not in, you know, I'm not too techie. I, you know, don't dive into machine learning or, or coding or anything like that. But just hearing you talk in that sort of phraseology about type 1 diabetes was just so exciting. Mm. The fact that, you know, a, a company like Quinn is taking this so seriously. And, you know, it's it's not, um, you know, it's not a... a, a, a piece of software that will um, come up with better ads for us. It's a yeah. piece of software that will, you know, at the end of it, achieve a better health outcome. That, mm -hmm. to me, it, is just so exciting. But let's go back to um, when when Quinn began, because it, it was the co-founder um, who has, has type 1 diabetes. And, and is, is that where it sort of came from? Yeah, yeah, it came from. So my, my co-founder, um, who is, is no longer with Quinn, but um, we had been working together for about eight years, actually, prior to setting up the business. And um, uh, it really came from her own experience. She was a machine learning engineer herself and, um, and um, had been living with diabetes for 25 years um, when we, we started the business. And so the, the business was really kind of the coming together, sort of like this passion for training machines, knowing how much we can do with data to train machines to do things people don't want to do. And knowing the experience of the hundreds of decisions a day um, and, you know, by way of just keeping going with type 1 diabetes and really knowing that, that the, you know, technology could really take away a significant amount of that cognitive and psychological load. And so that's really where it came from. We set up the company about six years ago now, and we just started to really just do deep um, user research. So we spent a lot of time with people with diabetes, hundreds and hundreds of um, different people and hours and hours of interviews and just talking with people and really you know, learning about life, their life with diabetes. So we kind of started it more as a 
what's the human problem, the human challenge, and then what can we do to kind of fit behind it? So it really came from that and then grew into, okay, it looks like this is going to need to be a regulated medical device. So how do you do that? <laughs> and so we, you know, kind of worked our way um, through from there, but it really came from Isabella's personal experience and then expanded into the experiences of hundreds of people who've helped us over time to think about what we're doing and shape our um, solution and our technology and, and kind of go from there. So it's kind of become a yeah, blossomed as we've as we've gone absolutely and I think that just goes to show you know Isabella as you described her there it sounds like a very smart lady indeed and you know if she <laughs> is still struggling to really you know look at her insulin doses objectively and not take into account her emotions about how high she is currently and how unexpected that high is. If someone, you know, of that mental capacity still needs, a, you know, a, a, some outside assistance like like the, the Quinap, yeah. then that just goes to show, you know, what a mental toll yeah. this condition yeah. could be. And yeah. I, I guess that's what the app's doing. It's relieving a bit of that pressure on your brain it's allowing you to be a bit more human in that moment and sort of mm -hmm. give up that mm -hmm. responsibility but then again you are giving up responsibility to a piece of software which I'm sure as you I don't know you've maybe found in research maybe people weren't necessarily that comfortable to begin with mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting because it's like I mean as you know I'm sure I mean, people with type 1 diabetes are a massively diverse population of people everyone has their own approaches and attitudes and behaviors and ideas about you know, how to do things and how they want to do things and you know how they need to do things uh, for the condition they have and so uh, we've really been careful to kind of like be as individualized as we um, you know possibly can with it um, and so um, for for us, we found that most people see other people with diabetes and themselves as really the experts in their condition. Like there's, 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 it's much more about what, what, what have I learned about myself over the years that I've been living with the condition? What have I learned from other people? And so what we try to do is so that we're not going to, that's not going to go away. We don't believe um, anytime soon. So what we're trying to do is help you to manage all of that knowledge and to formalize your knowledge. And so what we present to the user isn't an exact take a unit of insulin now um, or an exact how many grams of carbs did you eat, but it's more of a, here's what you did last time in a similar situation. And it's probably a good basis for making a decision. Now over to you to make the decision. So we still rely on human intelligence, but, um, but not to sift through and think back and recall and try to remember, but rather to say, based upon everything we know, this is a good basis. Now you need to look at where you are right now and you know, is this the right decision? So the way that we've gotten around that really, and it's intentional, is to just um, take as much of the cognitive load off of it, but to also kind of like, admit that there isn't this exactness in diabetes. We just don't know enough that we can say, okay, this many grams of carbs is exactly going to be with you for this long. And this exact amount of insulin is going to counteract it. And if you put them in there exactly in this timing, and then you're going to get this exact result. It's just not life with diabetes, as you well know. And so we've just sort of built that into our product and said, you know, we're going to, we're going to do better with from what we know now by quantifying as many things as we can. And we're just going to keep going and keep getting better and better at quantifying you. And hopefully the, those baseline decisions we give you just get better and better and more relevant. And you just look at it and say, yeah, okay, that's right. I'll just go for it. Yeah. And 
like you mentioned there, a, a lot of people with type. I mean, we're told that we are the experts of our condition. I mean, if you know, if we, if someone with type one diabetes is admitted to hospital through A and E, they're often telling the the nurses on shift that night how to manage their condition and what to do and all that sort of stuff. We're told often um, that that you know we are the experts in our condition. So how does that translate into the team that is working on the Quinn app? Are you know a lot of them type one diabetics? or now honorary members because they aren't yeah. so close to the condition yeah. and, and how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we do have members of our team who are living with um, the condition, but many also who do not or have had family members or um, otherwise. The main sort of expertise for us has been our users and the way that we've concluded them in our R&D process. So it's something we're really proud of at Quinn that we've, where we've broken new ground. It's being able to build a medical device, so something that's rigorous and safe and um, going to be um, reliable to use, but in partnership with and co-creation with people with diabetes. And so we have live Slack channels and live research programs and live interviews with people. So we're just, you know, most of our time spent here is looking into the user's life and spending time with users and then bringing that in. So our, our area of expertise at Quinn is really human experience research and design along with, of course, machine learning and along with, you know, the regulatory piece of it, which is kind of what ties it together. And so we've really been, because it's very easy to cast your own experiences onto other people as well. And so it's like the ability to listen and to synthesize and incorporate that and solution along with your users is really for us the, the critical um, skill. And what do you do with that data? So, you know, you're f compiling all of this sort of, um, data on experience, on um, how these people's individual lives are affected in terms of numbers um, by their di type 1 diabetes. Does that sort of, you know, sit in a, a, a bank of hard drives and then does that, you know, at the end of it, will we sort of have created this sort of utopian, you know, perfect way to deal with diabetes yeah, through yeah. The, the collection mm -hmm. of, all of all of this user experience? Yeah, so I guess our, our so there's, there's kind of two pieces to Quinn. There's this Quinn app that basically observes and learns you as an individual and learns more and more about how you manage and, and the, the algorithms in the app are trained based upon that information and that guidance. Um, and so we, don't, we don't believe in mixing data across people. So our belief is type one is still quite a heterogeneous condition. It's potentially tens or dozens of different conditions. And so it doesn't make sense to mix data across people and say, oh, here's an average and then to give that to an individual. So there's, we're very individualized on the app, but then what we can do and what we do do, and just, we're kind of just getting to the stage now is bring data together across individuals. And there you can start to stratify people according to their behavior, their physiology, their outcomes. So we could start to see things like, oh, these people come down from a tough workout in the same way. Um, and we don't know why, because we don't have enough science to say that, but we can observe it at these very kind of crude physiological signal level. And then our aim is then to put that information together with other researchers who are you know, looking at other omic, it's called multi-omic research in the industry terms, but take, take our kind of crude physiological type outer layer stuff, but put it together with genetic data, put it with microbiome, metabolome, all these other different um, sets. And then to maybe to use that to start to drive um, deeper understanding into the root cause of why these fluctuations happen for certain people. So to really start to, I mean, our dream, dream, big, big picture would be type one diabetes. It doesn't exist because it's broken down into the conditions, sub conditions that can actually then be targeted 
um, and, and researched and studied and, you know, provide more better solutions for those specific conditions and potentially even cures for those conditions. So that's the kind of, you know, a big, big dream of where this goes is that we can start to develop a deeper level of understanding of what diabetes is and then create more personalized drugs, devices, treatment pathways for people. And it's it's one of those conditions that's been with humanity for so long. And it's, I think type 1 diabetes is a really good judge of how it's a, it's a great temperature check of our civilization because, you know, way back when, before Banting and his pals, you know, extracted insulin it was an absolutely terminal condition and Mm -hmm. it didn't take long Mm -hmm. to you know have its wicked way but now Mm -hmm. here we are and there's and I just feel it really now that there's an explosion of interest from you know tech industries in this condition Um, and I just I just think it goes to show um, sort of where where we've come from you know in in not Mm -hmm. too crude of a sense of the way Um, but it just I, I just think, as someone with type 1 diabetes, it's really, you know, it's really inspiring. It's really nice to see such an interest from so many different sort of areas of the tech industry. Um, so right now, as Quinn is preparing to launch at the end of the month in the UK and Ireland, how, how, is, how, how is the team feeling? Because you've had some quite good results um, yeah. from user experience previously, you know, you're about to break into a whole new market. What's the feeling like in the office yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. Yes, well, the, the office is remote right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but there's a lot of buzz. We have a, um, uh, we were joking actually uh, this morning, we have a, an app um, development Slack channel, which is like where all the action happens. And so, and it's, it's buzzy. We actually are, we have an interim kind of, so we've been doing monthly releases forever, actually, since we started our R&D about two years ago. Um, and so there's, there's already kind of a cadence in the company to get things developed. But I think what we're starting to see is like with each um, bit of release through our research program, we're getting people, we're getting we're, hit, we're providing a better user experience, which is keeping people with us. And, you know, we're, so we're retaining people and we're actually starting to see real health outcomes for people just in, within a few weeks time of usage. And so I think there's just a lot of excitement to see, um, you know, it's just, it's coming to fruition. Actually, I think we're going to be able to have, Quinn's not going to be for everybody, but for the people that it's for, we're going to be able to have a really marked impact on their quality of life and their health outcomes. And, you know, that's just like, you know, that's exciting. That's what we, you know, that's what we're here for. And so, um, and we're only at the beginning, I think as well, you know, it's just sort of like, we see what, what we can produce now, but we know like we just on the, you know, the top of the level of surface of what, what we want to do. So, you know, it's exciting. I just feel like there's so much potential. Um, Absolutely. It really is exciting. You're listening to the Awful One podcast. I'm chatting today with Cindy Williams, CEO and co-founder of Quinn. We're going to take a short break now, but when we come back, we'll tell you all about how the app works and how potentially it could help you with your own type 1 diabetes management. We're back in a bit. Hungry for more diabetes related content? Then head to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jamie Low TV, for a monthly T1D news update. We talk about developments in research, technology, and feature amazing people doing really cool things to spread awareness and raise money for research. And after you finish there, head to my TikTok account. I'm at Jamie Low TV. I'm posting videos all about life with type 1 diabetes. You can find me really easily. Just search for at Jamie Low TV. 
welcome back to the All For One podcast. As you can tell, I'm not in the studio today, but you already knew that because you listened to the part before this, hopefully. I'm chatting today with Cindy Williams, co-founder and CEO of Quinn. Uh, it's an app. You've probably seen it in your social media feeds like me, but today we're going to explain what it's all about. We're going to get really into how the app works. We talked a lot, you know, we said a lot of flowery language about how... Um, Technology is going to help people with type 1 diabetes, but how does it really? That's what we're going to find out in the next 15 minutes or so. So, Cindy, how does it work? You log into the app. What happens next? Yeah, yeah. So when you download the app, you're kind of going to go through a little bit of a setup. So Quinn has a particular way of helping people to visualize and be aware of insulin and how it's acting on their body. And so they got to get some basics from you of kind of how do you take your insulin what insulins are you taking and 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 kind of i should say this app is for people on mdi therapy so you just need pen um, therapy right now and so we need to get some basics for you and kind of help you understand how to use the app and so once but once we do that then you're kind of off and running and so it was the, the kind of the first few features that really help people engage with it are around um phases of insulin and awareness of you know okay it's going to take 10 minutes to start and then it's going to go up for an hour and then it's going to start tailing off and you know yes five hours later it's still tailing off <laughs> and so really helping people and, and that's kind of what people tell us right straight away that they find useful particularly people who are new to cgm or um and, and maybe stacking insulin because they're kind of like reacting to signals quite quickly as they see them understandably um, and so the, the kind of first bit is just kind of helping people with management of insulin and then you start to enter your food and how you know, your, um, how you're dosing for your food and correction dose and those are things. And so you just um, start to kind of collect some information about you. And um, depending on a lot of things about your lifestyle, um, how repetitive you are, do you eat the same breakfast every day, you know, those kind of things, um, we can start to help you with your decision making um, from, from very early on. Within a few days, we have enough information that we can start to say, okay, based upon what we know about you, this is kind of the projected profile of your blood glucose uh, for the next five hours. And if you eat this thing, this is the projected um, profile of it. And so it just kind of starts to show you kind of what, based upon what Quinn's knows about you, what's likely to happen, um, particularly if you take different decisions to eat particular food or something like that. You were talking there about how repetitive someone is. And for example, someone like me, is very, very unrepetitive. No two days are the same in terms of my food, my routine, my diabetes management. So how would an app like Quinn tackle someone as chaotic and unorganized as myself? Yeah, yeah. so I guess it's gonna depend on how trackable and traceable we are. So right now we're quite basic in terms of the sensors that we use and, you know, and observe. And we, we're on the iPhone platform, so we look at your activity sensors um, and, um, uh, and, and those sorts of things. So it's, but as we go, I mean, if, if you're using sleep apps, if you're using um, apps to track other things about your fitness, your heart rate, blood volume, pulse, electrodermal activity, there's so many things now that we can measure with consumer sensors. So it's going to be your willingness to be censored up <laughs> to a level that we can do as much as we can for you automatically, as opposed to asking you to, for example, enter your food and your insulin, those kind of things. So, so you know, you can observe quite a lot just based upon what's happening in the background. So we'll see is the answer to that question. And, and we have high hopes and expectations for ourselves that we will be useful to you. And how much user input is required? So you mentioned there about sort of inputting yeah. you know, data yourself about what you're eating, when you're eating and all that sort of stuff. So what, what sort of information does Quinn need from me other than sensors yeah. that, um, that will help yeah. it come to a, 
decision yeah. on how much well, right now, we, as I said, we're for um, pen therapy. Um, so um, mm -hmm. we will we ask the users to enter um, how much insulin they're taking. But in the future, that's going to come, obviously, from the smart pens as the pen caps get, come out and, and that sort of thing. So that one will hopefully go away in the not distant future. Um, and then we also ask people to just enter their food. And you can do that by taking a picture of it or by typing in what the food is. And um, we, we've taken a very different approach to carbs than most apps are because we, we don't rely on carb ratios. We actually just um, rely on what you've said you've eaten. So the human intelligence of I'm eating a salad and it's the usual portion of salad that I eat done at the end. Um, and then if there's, I'm eating that same salad, but it's a bigger portion than the one I usually eat, then you just enter that. So it's like we've been quite intentionally crude and vague and left a lot of space for people to do their food the way they want to do it so that we have a lot of people who are card counters and really want to put in exact cards and they can do that but we've also got a lot of people who are you know i just look at it and you know pick a number and <laughs> that works just as well as card counting for a lot of people um so um so yeah so, so you enter insulin and food is really the, the two major entries and, and I guess flexibility is quite an important part of it because, I mean, some days I'm a fantastic carb counter yeah. and other days I'm not. So, you know, the ability for the app to be as flexible as the person is. But um, I mean, I sort of alluded to it in the first part, but you have seen some quite, you know, dramatic positive results in, in people who've used the, the app. Just talk us through yeah. what people have, have seen yeah. from using Quinn. Yeah, yeah. In, within our research program, we've seen 75% of our users um, have fewer hypos and hypers. So, you know, that's a lot of what we do is about helping people kind of get into a range. 67% spend more time in range. 67% uh, have, um, you know, feel like um, with diabetes is, so they're, they're more confident and they're more relaxed. Things are easier for them. So that's the kind of speaking we hope to the cognitive and psychological load that kind of goes along with this, all this stuff. Um, so, so those are kind of the, some of the early stuff that we have a new data set coming out. So I don't want to um, preempt it too much, but the, um, which is looking very strong, actually it's strong enough now that it's caused our clinical advisor board to go ahead and initiate a clinical study, which we're going to be kicking off um, early next year. So we'll have um, three NHS trusts working with us to actually do a pilot study and kind of really prove out the, uh, particularly we're focused on time and range, helping people spend more time and range. Um, and then of course the psychosocial functioning and the um, more quality of life metrics as well. So. And when we talk about pen therapy, um, I always see pen therapy. Um, I mean, I, I'm on, back on pens right now um, because my pump broke. <laughs> my my, uh, my pump broke and I'm waiting for a new one to arrive. So I'm back on uh, MDI for now. And uh, I am experiencing now uh, just sort of the, I mean, when you take a dose of insulin, you know, it, it's, it's like absolute. It's, you know, here is the insulin. And it's almost... Um, God, what's a great analogy for this? It's like um, painting by numbers with a massive paintbrush. It doesn't account for the intricacies of how my life is that day. And that's really cool that, that, that just having this sort of, this, this tool, the, the app, can take something as crude and as absolute as pen therapy and make it work in such a dramatically different way. That's that's really really cool. How does how does it do yeah. that? Yeah, it's interesting because it's one of the reasons why we started actually with pen therapy because it is we think one of the more underserved areas of type one diabetes, and it's also the largest population of people uh, with type one diabetes. And so, um, and there's just so much that we can do to kind of lift that. And, and one of the big things that we noticed in our research was just 
the, I mean, as you say, you take a 24 hour insulin, you just made a 24 hour decision. Do you know what you're going to be doing for the next 24 hours? I mean, that's just, you know, <laughs> it's not most people's life and how they live really. And so, um, so then we thought, okay, well, what can we do then to help with that? Well, let's, let's find ways to visualize that for people and make it simple for them to see, well, where are you in the profile of that decision that you made? How many hours have been ticked off? How much has the insulin gone into its strongest phase and then dropped off and kind of where is it in its tail? And so that was kind of the first set of, you know, features that we recognize, which is actually just helping people to be aware of it's kicking in now, it's going high now, it's coming down now, and, you know, it's tailing off now, um, and, and presenting that in a way that's just kind of easily consumable. And so that, that just that basic kind of acknowledgement of a five-hour, when you take a five-hour insulin, you've made a five-hour decision. And so how do you help now with that next five hours and managing that through? And that's kind of really what all the features are geared towards. I mean, when you were talking then, I had a, this sort of strange flashback to being shown graphs on, you know, badly photocopied um, handouts from my diabetes specialist nurse <laughs> showing the insulin profiles. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I, I guess I always found it hard to equate, a, you know, a, a poorly photocopied graph to my actual yeah. life. And, <laughs> maybe, and, and, you know, seeing that and, you know, with Quinn's help, understanding mm -hmm. that, that I guess then, you know, it's not machine, no. not just machine learning that's happening here. Totally, is it? totally. Yeah. I mean, we, we always say, I always say this is more of a design problem. We're more of a design company than anything else. Cause it's about what is the person doing in their life? And then how can you help them? They're not, they're, their goal in life is not diabetes. Their goal in life is their kids and their work and their job and all the stuff that they do. And so it's like, well, how do you just look at, okay, what are you trying to do? What information can I give you that can help you do that a little bit better given that you're living with diabetes? And so that's been the angle that we've taken on the whole thing. So it's really not, I mean, it's people always look at it and say, oh, machine learning, oh, regulated medical device, but it's, 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 it's experience design and really thinking through. Yeah, it's a design problem. Yeah, I, I think I think you know maybe I'm guilty of this too. Maybe I've been guilty of this talking today. You know, a lot a lot of you know tech industry, it's and machine learning, it's tarred with the same brush, and that doesn't always have the best connotations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, I, I guess that was really helpful to people. Just that that what you just just said there to actually understand, you know, the the intentions of, of this app. But you're gearing up for the launch at the end of this month. Um, what does that look like? Yeah. When will it be appearing on? App stores and yeah. and how do people yeah. you know get get it as part of their their management yeah, yeah. so we'll be we, we're, we're you can find quinn and we're very much in stealth mode right now so there's a few people out there <laughs> who've been outside of our research program given um, access to it but we'll be in the app store um so you just go straight to the app store and search on quinn diabetes and it's going to come up you'll probably see us on social media and <laughs> all over the place we hope um so um so, so yeah that, and it's just as simple as that you go to the app store you download it and you know start to get yourself set up and get going it's really pretty straightforward and is it a subscription-based service right now it's free for use um and so yeah and we're, we're kind of still working out sort of what the model is going to be behind it but we just feel like you know with where we are in terms of what our vision is and what we aim to achieve that you know we're just putting it out there we want as many people to use it who possibly can and um and then just kind of go from there so we didn't want price to be you know a barrier for anybody really we want to get it out there and get people I think I just um, heard a collective sigh of relief right. from all of the listeners <laughs> who've been so excited listening to this yeah. because you know that you know that is a massive th thing that you know it's 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 a barrier for a lot of people and this you yeah. know if it if it's free to use yeah. for you know for now at yeah. least yeah. it should hopefully yeah. get people yeah. you know 
in interacting and in touch with their condition yeah. in, in a completely new way, which is going to benefit a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be at the end of the month. So I would urge everyone to put a date in their calendars, diaries, whatever you use, or if you're just as unorganised as me, write a post-it note and remind yourself to download it. Um, but let's talk about the future, because we always hear people with type 1 diabetes, and I guess you guys, because you're so close to the condition too, that um, a cure is five years away, or you know, the next big breakthrough is just five years away. That, the five years is what we hear a lot. Yeah. Um, where do you see the future, the next five years of diabetes management and mm, tech? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, we're only at the beginning of just kind of rolling out some of the major innovations of this decade. So CGM, um, smart pens and these sorts of things. So I think those will, you know, get out there. Obviously, there's all the automated insulin delivery and the closed loop stuff, which is going to continue to um, to carry on. But um, I think there'll still be, you know, a lot of people on multiple daily injection therapy, probably many more people on continuous glucose monitoring um, devices. Um, I think as far as software goes, um, I think we will get um, to a place that where we can get beyond the, uh, the, the kind of traditional insulin sugar models of therapy. So the carb plus, you know, carb ratio plus insulin sensitivity ratio is kind of the baseline for all of this different technology. It's not enough to really be able to accurately and reliably calculate how, so there isn't enough human knowledge about how much insulin to take and when to completely automate that in a machine, a machine rather in our belief, but we believe that knowledge will be created, is being created over the next five years that we can actually start to look at smarter tech solutions um, than we have now. And so, you know, our, our dream for five years would be to actually start to see, because we have all this data and information, that we start to break down this umbrella term type 1 diabetes into, and it's, you're starting to see that in research anyway, um, into, you know, sub conditions that are actually similar and that, that can then be each of them targeted. And I think the data, actually, quite honestly, the user experience of each individual living with type 1 diabetes and their data is critical to driving that research and that understanding. And I think that's really what's going to happen in the next five years is we're going to start to unlock the potential of that and start to use it to drive, um, you know, solutioning cures as well as just more personalized um, treatments for what's now called type 1 diabetes. And I hope in the future is called many other things um, that to name the conditions that they actually are. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, what an exciting podcast this has been. Uh, we are on the cusp, as Cindy says, of unlocking what we are all dealing with. And uh, hopefully you'll download the Quinn app and hopefully it helps you. And hopefully we'll hear more uh, about this incredible company and what they're doing for people living with diabetes. But, uh, Cindy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been great to have you. Um, Hopefully we'll catch up again and see how, you know, the UK and Ireland received the app and, and maybe uh, we'll hear from people mm -hmm. who've been actually using it and, and how much they're getting from it. But it's been great to talk to you today. Um, just a, a little plug for Quinn. Where can people find more about what your goal is and, and mm -hmm. you know, you know, when when um, more information will be released. Yeah, yeah. Well, website www.quintech.io, and we're also active at quintech.io on Instagram and Twitter and um, Facebook um, as well. So we're all out there. Love yourself, well, Cindy. Thank you so much. That was Cindy Williams, CEO and founder of Quinn. Um, 
soon to be your new favourite app, I'm sure. Uh, just while I've got you, let's talk about a different app. Let's talk about TikTok. I've just started my very own TikTok account. I'm having a great time posting all sorts of type 1 diabetes related TikToks over there. And I'm actually doing all right. I think I've only been going for about uh, six days and I'm about to hit a thousand followers. So after this podcast, I hope to gain a few more. So if you're on TikTok, come and find me. It's at Jamie Lowe TV. But thank you so much for listening to the Awful One podcast today. As always, you can see this podcast in full on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Jamie Lowe TV, or listen to it where you get all of your podcasts usually. Uh, but that is it for another episode. It's been great to have you with me. We'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.